Have you ever loved someone so much that you gave part of yourself to them? Maybe you gave your time or your possessions. Maybe you vowed to share your whole life with someone. When we think of God's sacrificial love, we think of the cross, and rightly so. That is God's climactic expression of love for us, his people, that he should sacrifice himself in the person of Jesus Christ, the Son. But there's a problem with this. This makes us think that our God is a God of the singular event in history. But the Bible tells us something different to this. From creation through to the Israelites, we read and we witness how God continues to give himself to his people so that we may love and be in a relationship with God. From the sacrifice of leaving a heavenly throne to come to earth. The sacrifice to humble himself and to wash his disciples' feet. For the Son of Man came not to be served, but to serve, and offer his life for many. We strive to follow the example of Jesus. Our God is the God of loving sacrifice. Our God is indeed the God of loving sacrifice, and that is what we are going to be talking about today. So let us just pray. Let us surround ourselves with the love and grace of our Lord Jesus Christ. May God Almighty be with us today. May God open up his holy word to us, that we may understand it more fully, that we may live it in our life, and our lives may reflect God's gracious love for us. Amen. Now, we've second week in our series on love, our Christmas series, so our series leading up to Christmas Day. And we are really just kind of delving into that theme. And just for those that may not have heard last week, um, for the last two years we have been focusing on one of the singular words that we use at Christmas time. So we often have words that are very associated with Christmas. Uh, and we've done hope, we've done joy, and at this year where focus is upon love. Last week, and if you haven't caught up with it, catch up on the podcast um, or on the YouTube on it, that we focused on the very nature of God, that God is love. But today what I want to do is actually take us a little further, a little deeper into the very nature of God found in Jesus. To look at the sacrificial love of God found in the world in Jesus Christ. Now, I don't want to make this talk 
an Easter talk because it's so easy to do that when we start talking about sacrificial love. We start going, it is the cross. And that's what we are going to just be focusing upon. But that is a major aspect of the sacrificial love of Jesus. But I want us to focus upon the different aspects of how Jesus displayed this love, about the very essence of who Jesus was. See, in Philippians, verses five, chapter 2, verses 5 to 8, we have this. You must have the same attitude that Christ Jesus had. Though he was God, he did not think of equality with God as something to cling to. Instead, he gave, his divine, gave up his divine privileges. He took the humble position of a slave and was born as a human being. And when he appeared in human form, he humbled himself in obedience to God and died a criminal's death on a cross. See, one of the things that we need to actually get out of this passage is that this passage clearly states that Jesus was actually a co-equal, was co-eternal with God the Father. This is actually really important because when you start to realise that, then you actually understand that in the phrase when it's saying being in very nature or the form of God means that Jesus Christ is God. And therefore we know that the foundation of God is love. And therefore Jesus Christ is love. God is found fully, completely in Jesus. Whatever we say about God, we say also about Jesus. Jesus is and always will be and will continue to be 100% God. Being equal with God. Notice that what what we don't do is go, was partly there, but is fully God. But Jesus did not consider any consider equality with God as something to be grasped. He didn't consider his position as something to be clung to, selfishly held on to. Jesus was willing to let go of his position and, and to lay it all aside and become a human. See, there was no compulsion. There wasn't a push. There was no argument. There was no pleading. Jesus just did this. You know, we use a big theological term uh, with this, and and I think the screens are back up. Um, They're just having a little problem at the moment. But the big term that we use is the incarnate God, which actually really means God here with us on earth. 
But is this aspect of God that shows us what the real sacrificial love is? See, it, it comes here. Jesus was in heaven. Jesus was all together as one with God the Father and the Holy Spirit all together. And yet he left heaven and came in person, incarnate, here right now, in human form. To leave heaven and come to earth is probably the biggest sacrifice there was. To leave the beauty, the grandeur, the presence of God the Father and the Spirit to separate himself and become one of us. Imagine leaving the most glorious place you've ever been and then come to a place that is like a slum. You know, I don't want this illustration to you know, work too much for us because we don't want to consider that we live in a slum, but compared to heaven, that's the case. Even the most of our glorious places tends to be like that. Now, I'm not one, not one for... using political illustrations. I try to avoid that all the time, but there are a few people around on our political scene. You know, maybe um, even in America you might think of somebody. I won't name the name, but I'm sure you've already got it in your head. But could you imagine that person being humble enough to actually leave where he is and be with those people he wants to not allow into the country. The poor, the homeless, the sick. It's kind of like that. Now, the illustration is only part like that. But it's leaving what you have. You know, And don't let me ever think that God is like that person. Because God is not like that person. God came and was a part of us. Now, Paul in this Ephesian passage gives us five phrases that tells us what Jesus actually did. And I want to explore this for us. The first was that he made himself nothing. So when we see the translation, when we see it, he actually emptied himself. He emptied himself of the very part of God that was above and beyond, that created the the cosmos, the stars, everything. So in contemporary terms, if we were to think of it, it'd be like we're saying that Jesus became a nobody. He laid aside all of that that would make him seem like he was God. It would be like, and here's, a, here's an interesting illustration for you, it's like a general taking off his uniform, walking the streets in civilian clothes. Is the general still a general? Even though he's dressed in civilian clothes? Yes. See, Jesus is still God even though he's dressed in human form. He's taken off that nature of himself and he's become human. See, Jesus didn't cease to be God 
when he became a person. He was fully God and fully human. But he emptied himself of the fact that everybody could recognise him as that. Secondly, he took on the very nature of a servant. Jesus entered humanity, not at the highest level, but as the humble servant, as the low level. He took on the form and the nature of a servant. He didn't just appear as a servant. He actually took it upon himself. And he served others in his actions and behaviours. Jesus didn't stop being God because he became a servant. He showed us another way of being God. He wasn't distant He was here right now. And when you look at the ministry of Jesus, you actually see it is one of being a servant, of servanthood, rather than being one of being served. Thirdly, when we have a look at this passage in Philippians, we are told he was made in human likeness. The word likeness suggests that that all outward appearances, he was merely a human being. But in reality, he was more than just that. He was more than just that person. He was God in human flesh. And Paul goes on and then says, furthermore, on the fourth point, he was told that we were found in the appearance of a man. And if we actually take upon some of the prophecies of Jesus, we know that 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 appearance of a man was not something that would render him attractive to everybody. The whole Isaiah passage of the suffering servant tells us that he came with no beauty or majesty to attract us to him. Nothing in his appearance would be there, we would desire him. Jesus appeared as a man, not merely so that we could come and go, oh, isn't a great person, and be attracted to him. He didn't have a wonderful Instagram account that everybody followed. That was for the young ones. How many of the old ones have got Instagram accounts here? Joe, you're not that old. (laughs) Thank you. That's okay. You can pay me later. (laughs) But see, the thing is, when we, you know, in our society, in order to have influence, in order to have power, in order to have, we, we, we have to have this persona that is displayed out into the world, either on Facebook or Instagram or, or, or through political power or through money or through TV programs. They're all the things that people go, oh, I'm attracted to that person. I want to be, know what they're doing. How many people, just through celebrity endorsement, buys products? Some of us are going, no, I could never do that. I'm never going to do that. But see, the thing is, we now live in a society where 
People have forgotten the very nature of Christmas. They've actually forgotten that Christmas is about Christ and about the birth of Christ. They think it's Santa's birthday. And that's made up. So you can laugh. And the big red jolly Santa is a commercial thing. It's got nothing to do with the love of God. And yet Jesus came and showed sacrificial love. He gave of himself. And the fifth point that, that Paul makes in Philippians is the one that we take as probably the pinnacle of sacrificial love. He was obedient to death on the cross. As I said, I didn't want to focus on that. I don't want this to be an Easter sermon. So I want us to focus on another aspect. And in the, in the, the video leading up to the sermon, it had this example of Jesus washing his disciples' feet. This is not the only point of, of sacrificial love that Jesus gives, but it's a great example. In John 13, it has this. Before the Passover celebration, Jesus knew that his hour had come to leave this world and return to his Father. And he had loved his disciples during his ministry on earth. And now he loved them to the very end. And so he got up from the table, took off his robes, wrapped a towel around his waist, poured water into a basin, and then he began to wash the disciples' feet drying them with the towel that he had around them. Now this was actually an act of a servant. When you came in from being outside in the open, wearing sand, you know, we, you know those that wear thongs know this. That when you walk around in dusty places, your feet get dirty, don't they? They get dusty and grimy and all those kind of things. And one of the acts that the servant would do would be to wash the feet of those people who came in. Now, we live in a pretty clean society, but back then, it wasn't so clean. We don't walk around with animals around in the streets and everything else. So doing that washing of the feet was a pretty dirty job when you think about it, wasn't it? It was pretty low, and it's taking it right down to that base level of washing. Uh, here, and I don't think we often get this, Jesus showed the sacrificial love of us by washing the grime and the filth away from the disciples. And he does that for us. He washes the grime and the filth away from us as well. That's what it means to have sacrificial love. And that's what had happened on the cross. An example that he had of sacrificial love. So many years ago, but... It, what Jesus then goes on and tells his disciples in John 13, verses 15 and 16, I have given you an example to follow. So this is straight after he's washed his, his, the feet of the disciples on the Passover. I've given you an example to follow. Do as I have done to you. I tell you the truth. Slaves are not greater than their master, nor is the messenger more important than the one who sends the message. In other words, 
What are we meant to do if we are followers of Christ? If we are to follow in the way of Jesus Christ, we need to take upon the sacrificial love that Jesus had to humble himself. How did, how did Paul put it in Philippians? What was his encouragement? Is there any, is there any encouragement from being, belonging to Christ? Any comfort from his love? Any fellowship together in the spirit? Are your hearts tender and compassionate? Then, take, then make me truly happy by agreeing wholeheartedly with each other, loving one another, working together with one mind and purpose. Don't be selfish. Don't try to impress others. Be humble, thinking of others as better than yourself. Don't look out only for your own interest, but take an interest in others too. You must have the same attitude that Christ Jesus had. And then it goes on, and then he humbled himself. We as followers of Jesus need to take that upon for ourselves. What does it mean to show sacrificial love? It means not to think so highly of yourselves, but to think of others. Not just think in your head, but think in action and doing. Place the needs of others before our needs. Live just as Jesus Christ has lived. I want you to think for the moment as we wrap up this message. What is it that God is calling you to today? To sacrifice, to show love to another person. Sacrifice is to give up, to empty, to not have. What is God calling you today to sacrifice, to show love to another individual? So let's just pray. My Father, as the giver of all good gifts, you give the greatest gift possible when you sent Jesus to the world. Because of this most wondrous act of sacrificial love of Jesus at Easter, I have been forgiven of my sins. And I want to live for you all the days of my life and take as many to heaven with me as I can. Help me to share freely and generously the marvellous message of the gospel of Jesus Christ to all who will listen. In the name of Jesus my loving Lord and Saviour, I pray this today. Amen.